people don't give shit. <laughs> We're giving them the business. Welcome back into another week. This is the College Football Extravaganza Podcast, Week 12. This is Davis. We have Joey. Joey, good to see that you're back in Florida, not in Ohio. What's going on, buddy? Man, is it cold in Ohio? Yeah. Well, when I was up there, it was in the 20s every morning. So oh, it's Lord. nice being back in the 50s, 70s, you know, 60s. It's great. Is it at least snowing up there? Uh, it, it probably is now. It wasn't when I left, but it snows a lot. <laughs> Man. Well, good to have you back. We can talk a little bit of college football today. If you're wondering where Robert is, he is off studying for the Florida Bar. It's a possibility he's going to join us when we dive into our Week 12 conversation. I'm sure he'll have a lot of things he'll want to say in regards to that. And Joey, I know you have a lot to say in regards to one particular game when it comes to Week 11 specifically. But I'm going to just dive, let's dive into a couple of other games first because I know you're going to take all the time just to gloat about Florida State bringing it against Miami. But we, we can talk about other games real quick. So we ended up not doing the podcast until about Friday. Joey, you missed out. Uh, we, 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 were already, we already went over the Pittsburgh-North Carolina game, so we know that Pittsburgh won that game. We already dove into it. Uh, it ended up happening like right after we finished the podcast, but Cincinnati ended up destroying South Florida. And I completely forgot that Boise State was even playing Wyoming. So all those games just quickly went over them. Moving on from there, let's dive into some of the football games that actually matter before we move into week 12, because this is going to be a, a pretty good week leading up to rivalry week. But just to get it started, uh, this was a game that I burned a lock on because I was this confident that Tennessee was going to end up covering the plus 20 they had pressed against them as Georgia is at their home. Georgia looked phenomenal, as always. What do you expect? They didn't even kick it as high, as much as they usually do offensively on the ball. Defense just continued to do their thing. They took down Tennessee 41-17. My lock went to waste because they did not cover the spread. I actually had a pretty decent week this week, and this is one of the games I got wrong. I wasn't on Tennessee like you, but I was on the under. And it ended up getting screwed when Tennessee scored on that uh, last drive that they had. I expected, I, I did expect Georgia to win this game, uh, but my guess was like a 28-10 game. So I, in that case, they would have covered. Um, Georgia just looks dominant. Um, I don't know if we got ahead of ourselves on Tennessee, but I, I do like Tennessee. I think they're better than a five and five team. They just started out the season pretty weak. Uh, so. And like a reminder that Hendon Hooker, who came from Virginia Tech, was a pretty decent quarterback at Virginia Tech, now mm-hmm. with Tennessee. And he has played phenomenal. And, and yeah. I'm looking at this guy. like I think he can be a high up there draft pick based on just the way he can produce some some yardage. And he looks good. You know, he's a tall guy and he looks good in the pocket. I would not be surprised if next year he's high up there on draft boards because I think he's a very good quarterback. You heard it here. I think Hendon Hooker. <laughs> Could be an early draft pick. Yeah, I work for my boss as a Tennessee fan. He's a huge Henry Hooker guy. He loves him. Um, and he, he put up the most points uh, so far that um, anybody scored against Tennessee. So Or Georgia, sorry. So props to them. Yeah, So, uh, but overall, like I said, they did not cover the spread. Moving on to other games. like I, I thought the Notre Dame-Virginia game was going to be a little bit better than it was. It was a 28-3 to victory, Notre Dame taking down Virginia. I thought Virginia was going to score some more points. They have a very good quarterback uh, out of Armstrong, and I thought that he was going to do a little bit more against Notre Dame. I was wrong. and uh, But still, Notre Dame, they won. They covered the spread, all of the above. I don't even think I locked this game. So I, I just one of those things where I said keep an eye on Virginia, but Notre Dame ended up handling pretty easily. Yeah, I've kind of uh, thrown Notre Dame out of my you know peripherals this season after they um, – who did they lose to? Uh, Cincinnati. They lost but, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, but, you know, there's a chance with how this is lining up if the right teams lose that Notre Dame has a path through the playoff, which would be just very disappointing. 
Yeah. Uh, and they would have to get through, you know, just to quickly go back to Cincinnati. They played one of their better football games in the last month because they've really played these close games. And that's not going to get them into the playoff. But no. then there was that discussion of, is it possible that Notre Dame could leapfrog Cincinnati getting to the postseason if that were to end up being the case? No, I don't think they there's any way. I think you no. would rather put Cincinnati in over Notre Dame. Yeah, and there is a chance that there there's too many two loss teams, and Cincinnati just like by default's in. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna put the uh, what do you call it? The playoff committee in a pickle whenever Alabama loses to Georgia and they're a two loss team, and Cincinnati's undefeated. Yeah, and you're mentioning two lost teams. I, I, I actually want to go ahead and dive into the Ole Miss victory. Oh, and, and you know that's a game I, I, I we could have waited for a little bit later, but you're getting into two lost teams and teams that you know if they continue to win out, at the very least, they're going to be a New Year's Six game. But Ole Miss looked pretty good against Texas A&M. I had Ole Miss winning this ball game. I burned a lock on it. I covered that lock. I. I thought they just really played good football, and they've been a really good football team as of late for a two-loss football team. Yeah, Matt Corral looks like he's getting healthy again. Uh, he wasn't very good when he was hurt, and I kind of rode Ole Miss off on that. But I had this wrong, man. I had A&M, um, and they just looked terrible. They had that little stretch where they looked like they might come back. They made it 13-10, to 10, and then I think they threw a pick in, the, on, in their own red zone. Uh, and, yeah, they just really had, never had a chance. So – I don't know what to think of AM. I don't know what to think of Jimbo Fisher being at AM. I don't, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you know, and it is worth pointing out that they are ro rolling with their second string quarterback that yeah. originally, you know, he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. And you know, he's actually looked phenomenal for the most part of what he's been put in. I mean, he beat Alabama and he can forever put that on his resume that he beat one of the best teams in the history of football. Uh, at least one of the best programs, this Alabama team. I go with not, program, yeah. <laughs> yeah, program. This team in particular, they're they're suspect, and they showed that against Texas A&M. And it, just because we're mentioning Alabama, they kicked the shit out of New Mexico State. No one's going to be surprised cares? there. Yeah, who cares? If we had the button that Robert usually provides, we'd say who cares. But Michigan-Penn State was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Close. Uh, you know, I, 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 I had Michigan winning, but I thought Penn State was going to keep it very, very close. I even told Michigan, watch out. Uh, and they, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember if they ever even had, if, he, if they never held the lead at any point during the game. I think they were in the lead pretty much the entire game. Uh, and, Penn State was up 3 nothing at the end of the first Okay, so yeah, early on Penn State was leading. All right, so Mich but Michigan still won the game. It was 21-17, a classic Big Ten game where lots of defense, low scoring, going to be close really no matter who you play. It was exactly that game. <laughs> I can't hear. Oh, we have a technical, technical issue. Bear with us, folks. This is what uh, you, I, got, I got you now. <laughs> right. so somebody somebody called me. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, damn phones. Uh, anyways, uh, not sure what you last heard, but I was just wrapping up my thoughts about Michigan and Penn State. That was a classic Big Big Ten game. Close, yep. lots of defense, low scoring. It had all that that you could would possibly expect in a game that's in the Big Ten in Happy Valley. Yeah, I had Michigan in this game, um, and it always felt like they were just about to pull away or like whenever they were down, they were about to get the lead. Um, it got a little iffy there at the end. Um, I think actually at one point Penn State was up 17 to 14 in the fourth quarter. I watched pretty much this whole game. And then they had that big play from the white tight end who uh, ran like 50 yards and as slow as he could run. That is yeah. just pure Big Ten football there. I loved it. Um, Michigan, you know, we'll see. They all the, their season comes down to one game against Ohio State. That's all that really matters at this point. So, I, I'm going to go ahead and just get it over with. Florida, they won over Samford, an FCS school. A not horrible FCS school, although going into this game had an identical record with the Florida Gators. Going into this game, four wins, five losses. And they just embarrassed Florida. Even though ultimately Florida won, we fire our defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham. You could argue we – we should have fired him last season. And now you can argue was Grantham ever even the problem. After you allow a four-win 
FCS school this late in the year dropped 52 points on you. I'm happy our offense decided to wake up, especially in the second half, because they were a little slow at first, because it's embarrassing what's going on with the Gators right now. Offensively, I'm glad they somewhat clicked. They scored 70. You should score 70 against an FCS school, but your defense isn't supposed to give up 52 points. That is embarrassing. And they have Missouri this week. At Missouri, you think I'm excited about that game? I have very little to say about that game when we get into week 12. Florida is just not good. I, I will be a little surprised if we even make it to a bowl game this year, uh, you know, because I, I think Missouri is going to be tough. And then who knows going against Florida State. But in the meantime, focusing on this particular game, they've got to get their defense together. They're hurt. They're still pretty young. It looks like they're sticking with Emory Jones the rest of the year. But I'm, all, I'm just going to write this year off. If they can somehow win out the last two, I'm going to feel great going into next year, a little bit more motivated. But in the meantime, this sucks. I think I went on just like a long tangent. Joe, Joey. Um, I got lost. Yeah, There he is. What, this, okay, new shit that Robert has, this new shit that Robert has, this new app is terrible. It kicks me off every time. I like it fucking muted me when my phone rang. Like, we got to go back to Zoom or they got to figure this shit out. Okay. So I heard you all, talking about the Florida game. So, yeah, I was talking about the Florida game quick, uh, but we're using this new thing called Restream, which allows us to be able to stream live to Facebook or other social media apps. And that is what we've been going with. Personally, I, I think if you use your laptop and have a pretty decent internet connection, it's not going to have any issues. But yeah, maybe it's because I'm using my phone, but I mean, I, I got good internet. I mean, I'm at my house. Robert used to blame it on my hotel Wi-Fi. Well, they, what am I? What's he blaming it on now? I mean, okay, it's so. the phone, and we found it. We found it out. It's the phone. But yeah, I was talking about Florida and how disappointed I am that they gave up 52 points against an FCS Sanford school that had the same record as this already bad Florida team. Yeah, I mean, you fire your defensive coordinator, and then your defense gets worse. So yeah, I don't know. You know, if you identified the correct problem there, Dan. Um, man, I feel dumb because at the beginning of the season, after y'all played Alabama, I was anointing Dan Mullen the next coming. And what he's gonna get fired at the end of the season? That's what it sounds like. Dan right? Mullen is gonna get fired at the end of this season. I do think that there's gonna be like a kind of like how we handled Will Muschamp, where all right, you had a bad year, you can't have another bad year, otherwise you're out. And he had a little bit better of a year, but it was still not great, so they fired him. So, but his recruiting, the recruiting class they have isn't anything special, right? And no, that's a lot. Of, we just lost one of the top cornerbacks in the nation to Georgia. Went to Georgia, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the cavalry is not coming for Dan. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. It seems like that team gave up on him. And in, it seems like the fans might have given up on him, or some of them at least. I, I don't know how you can keep him. I think he might be. it might be one of those things where he's looking for another job. But it's pretty cool that uh, right now, really, Florida State, after an 0-4 start this season, is the most stable program in the state of Florida, besides like okay. UCF or something. But yeah, scratch that. Okay, we're talking about Division One football for sure, but currently, the West Florida Argonauts go Argos beat Valdosta State, and they're in the playoffs. So I think they're pretty damn stable, in my opinion. But oh, okay. we're going to stick to Division One football. We can go ahead. We can go ahead. You know, no, I'm let, let me let me just have it. You can have this one. This one's yours. The stage is set. So. Out of all the games that happened in the state of Florida, outside of what happened in Pensacola, outside of what happened in Gainesville, there was a pretty special moment that happened in Tallahassee. Uh, you know what? Just go ahead and have it. It's yours. It's your moment. Yeah. I mean, I said on this podcast at one point um, that it was a first for sure, no no doubt thing that FSU was going to beat Miami, especially with uh, what's his name, Derek King being out for the season. And then all of a sudden, about two, three games ago, I think, Miami has the next coming of fucking Vinny Testaverde or Joe Namath, you know, Tyler Van Dyke comes in, and he's just lighting it up. He's putting up 30 points on everybody, and Miami's on on a tear. And FSU gets on this two-game losing streak. I mean, it, it was kind of looking bleak for us. And Mike Norvell and this defense, with a defensive coordinator that was – I had fired at the halftime of the Louisville game. And after that, I don't know what it was after the halftime of that Louisville game, but this is a good defense now. And obviously, Jermaine Johnson's just a monster, and he had one of the all-time Florida, Florida, Florida State-Miami games. He had three sacks, five tackles for loss. He had the most tackles for loss by a single player in the history of the Florida-Miami series. I mean, he's almost single-handedly won this game. Um, I mean, 
Florida State jumps out to a big lead. They give it up. Jordan Travis, I mean, he, he, we'll talk about it the last drive here in a second. But he kind of is what he is, where he's going to have, like, a couple drives where he's in a rhythm, and then it's going to stall. And if he can't run the ball, they can't get anything going for a couple drives. It puts you in the situation like you were at in this game, where you're up 20-7. to 7. I think it was 20-7, to 7, or it might have been um, – I think it was 17-7, 20-7, to 7, and then all of a sudden you're losing 28-23. to 23. The decision for Mike Norvell to kick the field goal there, I don't know how – for those of you who didn't watch the game, they were down – 20 to 28, and they drive down the field. They had like a fourth and four and kicked a field goal. I was a little upset with it at the time. I thought you're not playing to win. Your defense goes out there and just has a three and out. Boom. He put all his trust in the defense. He put all his trust in Jermaine Johnson and Adam Fuller. They, they, they pulled it out. They got the ball back, and the first play, they hit a 70-yard bomb. You get down to fourth and four, fourth and 14, and I'm done. I, I I thought we were dead. I thought there's no way. Jordan Travis can't throw the ball well enough. And God bless it. If he doesn't use his arm, the thing that is, you know, that's not what he does. He's a runner. We all know that. We've all watched him play football. And he uses his arm to convert a fourth and 14. And the best thing that happened on that fourth and 14 was the guy didn't score. Because instead of Miami getting the ball with a minute left, you know, they get the ball with 30 seconds left, and it's it's over. Um, I mean, it's just awesome. You go out there. This is a game. Last year, they lost this game by 50 points. This year, they pull out the game in the last second. Florida State didn't come back against Miami. Florida State either beats the shit out of Miami or loses a close game. And this year, yeah, you know, he did it. I mean, you, you just got to win this game. You have to win this game. And they did it, and they had all the recruits there. They brought recruits to two games this year, Notre Dame and Miami. They made the right choice. I mean, Manny Diaz – is going to get fired. If he's not, he's on the hot seat. He, he's in the same, he's on the same seat as Dan Muller. He might get fired this year. If not, he's got one year to prove it. And so all of a sudden now you're in the best, you have the best position in the state of Florida. Go out there and beat Boston college, go out there and beat Florida and go to a freaking bowl game. Maybe after an own four start, that'd be amazing. Uh, I mean, Florida state has every reason to be motivated at this point. I mean, they, they got a huge win over Miami. Uh, I don't know who they play going into this next week. I'm sure you could Boston fill College. out. Boston College? And they might be a problem, like I've been saying. Ooh, they got their quarterback. Okay, we'll get into that game. That's actually a really interesting game because Boston College is a good football team. And then, of course, as always, Florida to finish off the year. We'll get we'll get into those games when the Florida they Florida game, that team that gave up, too. <laughs> oh, which Florida? Yeah. I think they gave oh. up. It was embarrassing. Like, Jacob Copeland, I think, was – probably the biggest example that I noticed was he caught a ball, went like one yard, gets tackled. And you can just tell, like he just slowly gets up and just walks back. The body language was evident that this team is just mentally not in it this season. And it sucks for Copeland. Cause I think, you know, he's a junior, I believe, but he's a fourth year. I don't think he has NFL prospects at the moment. So maybe he'll want to return. Um, and, I, and I hope he does, but you know, that body language, not just him, but the rest of the team, it has to change. I actually am going to – going back to Florida real quick, I'm going to give it to Emory. He played phenomenal. I think he played motivated. I think he's trying to keep his job. Stay I, motivated because we need you this week. All right, I think he's on. the better quarterback, Emory, oh. in my opinion. Right. Oh, this game was phenomenal. The Wake Forest-NC State game. Oh, yeah. Just awesome football game. Kind of what we thought it was going to be, too, because both teams have played really, really well offensively. And it lived up to the hype for sure. But I, I think even bigger, just a huge, huge win for Wake Forest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this secures them the ACC title because even if they lose the next two and uh, NC State wins the next two, they have the tiebreaker now. So, yeah. I mean, Wake Forest just a phenomenal mm -hmm. season. Uh, it, it's setting up to be a um, Wake Forest-Pittsburgh uh, ACC championship. I know you guys already talked about Pittsburgh last week, but Pittsburgh yeah. looks phenomenal. Kenny Pickett's still my Heisman pick. I have him at nine to one odds to win it. Um, he almost will win it by default just because I don't think Bryce Young has done enough. No, I think he he's has. still currently the favorite. Go figure, but he hasn't done nearly enough. Give it to the guy that's actually made Pittsburgh a really good football team. And also, by the way, this guy's just looked really, really good. Yeah, he, he's working his way. He, he, there's a chance he's, he's the number one overall pick. Uh, this year, I'm not locking that in by any means, but he he's working his way up there. He's got small hands. <laughs> um, oh no, he's got the Joe Burrow syndrome. 
Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Wake Forest is a great season. I think they that Pittsburgh-Wake Forest game is going to be an awesome game. I think Wake's probably going to win the ACC this year. And, you know, it'd be like the second time in their history that they did it. So their yeah. coach is going to be a big um, big commodity. He's done very well there. He's done well in um, pretty much a lock in the Orange Bowl, you'd imagine. Uh, moving on, hurry up and get through some of these games. Uh, Michigan State rebounded and looked well against Maryland. Kenneth Walker, by the way, we're talking about Heisman favorites. He had himself a phenomenal game. I think he scored two touchdowns on the ground, ran for 143 yards. Uh, his Heisman hopes are up there as well. Two guys we never would have even thought about are the two Heisman front runners, minus Bryce Young, because he was one of the favorites at the start of the year. Um, yeah. I got this under, by the way, by a half point. They didn't score in the last 11 minutes of this game. Over under yeah. was 61 and a half. Loved it. All right, uh, Purdue, uh, I was so wrong about this game. I lost this lock as well. I just I, – I have been really struggling with the locks this year. But um, oh, Ohio State looked awesome. In fact, not – he's not – we're talking about Heisman favorite, C.J. Stroud, looked awesome in this football game. I think he had five touchdowns total for over 300 yards. I mean, he's already a Heisman hopeful. He padded those stats. It's making him look really good. I would be a little surprised if he's not in New York. Yeah, he's the one I was worried about when I made the Kenny Pickett bet um, for Heisman with C.J. Stroud. Um, oh, I would say just let off the gas, or this game would have been 59 to whatever it was, 17 or something. I, I, I didn't really like Purdue in this game just from the fact you can't knock off three Giants. Um, yeah. I think the quote-unquote Giants that they knocked off are a little overrated anyway, so. All right, uh, other quick games, uh, Arkansas-LSU. Ended up being a pretty close game. Not really surprising, but Arkansas did manage to hang on. They pulled off. Uh, they pulled off a victory at LSU. Uh, Closer than I thought. That's all. Co- I really yeah. Coach O, he's already out the door. We already know it. He's a lame duck of a coach at this point. So uh, we'll we'll have to see what happens with the rest of the season. We again two weeks ago, Auburn Mississippi State, huge collapse. Huge yeah. collapse. By Auburn, as Mississippi State came back down twenty-eight to three. Where have we seen that score before? They come back, they win the ball game, and it's funny because you would have thought that Mississippi State was up the entire football game, and they weren't. They just had an incredible second half. Yeah, I mean, we—I was watching this because my, this was the one game my cousin lost in a parlay, Auburn money line, <laughs> and yeah, it, I, it was just crazy. Auburn was dominating, and then it was like the tale of two Bo Nixes kind of thing. And we've been talking about that all season. Is good Bo Nix coming? Is bad Bo Nix coming? Well, you got both of them this game. So, oh yeah, I mean that, yeah. that's I, I don't know. It's just incredible that Auburn lost. And we might and we might not see Bo Nix next week. Maybe yeah. starter TJ Finley. We can get into that. But uh, other games, I, I definitely want to make sure we at least mention Oklahoma losing to Baylor was probably the most predictable loss. Okay. Yeah, I had this one. I had Baylor. Um, Oklahoma. We were a little. A little hot on the Caleb Williams. We we'll probably need to cool that down after he came back in that Texas game. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was like you said, most predictable thing to happen. Everyone was on Baylor. And and you mentioned Texas. Texas losing to Kansas, a one win Kansas. Their one win was like they scraped by an FCS school to claim their only victory up to this point. And that was in week one. They've lost all the other games since they go into Texas and they lose or uh, Texas loses the football game. Kansas claims their second win of the season at Texas. If I was talking bad about Florida earlier, this is really bad for Texas. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think I heard some stat that it was Kansas's first away win in the big 12. In like ten years. years or something crazy. It's in years. Yeah, I mean, you just can't lose this game if you're Sark. I mean, he's got a lot of work to do there, and it's not just coaching; it's going to be recruiting. So, I I don't know how long it's going to be till I don't know if Texas will ever be back. I mean, they definitely could because of the recruiting ground, but they're in a bad spot. Yeah, it's not pretty. Uh, just other quick throwaway games to mention. Uh, Kentucky took down Vanderbilt. No surprise there. Okay. Uh, Houston over Temple. No real surprise there either. Houston's been a pretty decent football team this year. Appalachian State, they won their ball game. And Louisville destroying Syracuse. So that's 
really it. I can care less about any of the other football games. Iowa took down Minnesota, if that matters to you. Let's go ahead and move this on. If See, this is one thing. When we don't have Robert, we don't have the sound effects because he has the board with the buttons. And he's able to play all these sound effects, and Restream doesn't offer the feature to allow us to do sound effects. So we're going to have to move on from all that. Let's yeah. get into week 12 of this college football season where we actually already had – yeah. Okay. So I just want to give the uh, I I, I want to give the um, oh sh- what's that the MAC conference the MACTION love MACTION I'm I'm watching a MACTION game right now baby yeah see this is the beautiful thing about the MAC is that at some point they realized no one watches our football games outside of our students and maybe alumni and we can't compete with viewership on Saturdays or even Fridays or even Thursdays. We need to be middle of the week. We need our own time slots. We need to give ourselves the most exposure possible, and they grace us with Tuesday and Wednesday football games. You don't have to wait until Friday or Saturday or even that that good Thursday matchup. They give you Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and for that, I'm indebted to the MAC because they just give us something. You may not watch it that long, but they give you something during the week to help keep you entertained. Maybe you're not an NBA guy. So you can watch them action Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's a beautiful thing, and they need to keep it going. Because Thanks to the MAC that we have football, uh, there's a certain point in the season that we have football every day until mm-hmm. – uh, I think until like the Super Bowl or something, because thanks to bowl games. Maybe not Super Bowl, but probably playoffs. Something, or the National Championship game. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I know I, – I don't know names and stuff because I watch a lot of games on mute because announcers are terrible. No offense, Davis. I know you got into that game a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got a better feel for MAC teams than I do for probably ACC teams. Because when I'm watching an ACC game, I got, like, ACC here, SEC here, you know, Big 12 here. When I'm watching MAC, it's MAC, 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 because like you're saying. Hell, I got – I went two for one last night. I'm on – Central Michigan tonight, they're they're kicking ass. So it, it's just, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It, it's a beautiful thing what the Mac is doing. You know, they they just found their niche. You know, it, it, and it works for them, and it's a beautiful thing. We actually right now we're film we're uh, we're filming slash recording this on a Wednesday. So like you were mentioning, we do have Northern Illinois, Buffalo, and Central Michigan and Ball State on ESPN two and ESPNU respectively. So again. We thank those teams. We thank the MAC conference because it gives us something that is that is, is sometimes you just need it. You need a little bit of football in the middle of your week, and you provide us that. Uh, I don't care about Louisville Duke unless you have something to say about them. That plays on Thursday. I like Friday. Louisville. Uh, I have Louisville also. Duke is not a good football team this year. Uh, the only game that stands out for me for Friday, and we have five games, most of them Conference USA – or what would used to be called the the whack. You also have one Pac-12 game, uh, but you you know that's and that's Washington State and Arizona. I have Washington State because Arizona is a garbage of a football team. I think San Diego State. Of course, my future father-in-law went to school there, so I'm partial to, to the Aztecs, and my fiance supports them. They're taking on UNLV. Uh, I only mention this game because San Diego State could go undefeated. They have been a pretty decent football team, and UNLV has Tate Martell, which uh, he's probably not going to play. Tate Martell is probably the biggest bust ever, uh, or at least one of the biggest busts ever when it comes to playing college football. Five-star guy, never lost a single game in high school, has an opportunity in a way at Ohio State, but decided he'd rather transfer, goes to Miami, never plays except wide receiver, and then he goes to UNLV and has only played, I think, two games total in relief. So his career has just been a bust, and he's only a junior, and he's been in college for a very, very, very long time. I think it's one of those classic examples of what happens when you transfer too much. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Tate Martell, I I still remember my cousin telling me after the Elite 11 camp that, oh, he's great. Oh, Miami got Tate Martell. He's awesome. Yeah, that guy stinks. Uh, San Diego State has one loss, by the way. You said they were undefeated. They do have one loss. Maybe yeah. it's just because they were ranked 19th. And, I mean, usually teams like San Diego State, if they have a loss, it's not, it's not enough. Like, they're they're lucky yeah. to be even ranked. Yeah, UNLV covers, though. Ten and a half. I probably still like San Diego State, though. But, I would go San yeah. Diego State because I just don't think 
UNLV is very strong team up to this point. But that, that's just going to highlight your Friday matchups. Let's go ahead and get into the games that really matter, and that's Saturday, November 20th. Don't, don't. Uh, certain throwaway games like Georgia, I mean, I would expect to see a lot of, you know, second and third string quarterback action. Uh, JT Daniels probably play a lot in this ball game. I would expect Stetson Bennett will, will start a quarter and then hand the ball off the rest of the way. Uh, they're taking on Charleston Southern. You can catch it on the SEC Network. Uh, Clemson, Wake Forest. Clemson has played a little bit better as of late, and it's at Clemson. But this Clemson team, unless just something clicks this week and they can play decent football, uh, I, I think this Wake Forest team is just simply the stronger team in the ACC this year, and I have Wake Forest taking this ball game uh, hands down. I'm not going to – uh, lock it in though, but I, I think easily they'll win this one. Yeah, I mean, you say Clemson's played better recently, but I I, I, I kind of don't agree with you. They had the weird, you know, they weren't covering against FSU until that last play that Robert uh, jinxed that fucking ginger. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and FSU really, you know, in all honesty, should have won that game. There was a couple of mistakes that were made, not even counting the last play. And then they played Connecticut, which is the worst team in FBS football. They lost to UMass. UMass is only win on the season. Um, and UMass is the second worst team in FBS football. Yeah, I, I like Wake Forest. Um, Clemson's defense is going to be tough. But I think, you know, Wake Forest has proved they can score on almost everybody. Yeah. I, I am going to lock it in. Um, <laughs> Wake Forest uh, plus four and a half. I think they win the game too. Yeah, you know, or well, Wake Forest, yeah, plus four and a half. That that actually really surprises me because I'm I, I finally have the stats in front of me and I have the the betting line. Clemson favorite at four and a half. It's only because they're the home team. Um, and you know what? I just said that I like Wake Forest to win the football game. Why wouldn't I lock it in? Let's lock it in. There you go. There you go. It, it would make sense if I want them to win the ball game and I really believe they will. Then why wouldn't I lock it in? So uh, plus yeah. I need to change my luck. <laughs> I mean, the- I, I've been doing so bad with the locks, but here we go. You know, everyone has their one bad season. We'll try again next year. In the meantime, though, other games that are happening, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma trying to avenge their so far lone loss of the year. And you know what? I was trashing on the playoff committee a little bit last week, but them putting Oklahoma then undefeated at number eight proved to be the right call after how they played against Baylor. I think they're going to rebound, though, against Iowa State. It is a home game. They're favorited uh, by three and a half. I like Oklahoma. Yeah, it's funny that we got these two games back-to-back because I am going to lock this game in. Okay. And I'm going to lock in Oklahoma minus three and a half. Um, I think it's a bounce-back spot. That Oklahoma's playing at home. They just came off that loss. They're at a point now. They're not going to make the playoff as a one-loss team. I think Cincinnati makes it over them as an undefeated team. They have just not been impressive this year, but they're going to come out firing. I wouldn't be surprised if they went. They were up like twenty-eight to nothing in the first half on Iowa at some point, just because they're going to be angry. You know, they're going to be trying to prove something. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a big game. I haven't been impressed with Iowa State this year, so I, I, I love Oklahoma. Just coming off, like I said, coming off a loss in this spot. Lock it in, minus three and a half. All right. I like it. So you've already burned two of your locks. I have used my one so far. You and I have both done our lock on the same game, Wake Forest and Clemson. Going down the line, we're going to try and rush through some of these games, these sort of lesser-known games. Uh, Cincinnati SMU, trap game. Has trap game written all over it. It's a home (laughs) game for Cincinnati, but this is a game that Cincinnati has to win and actually put some style points on the board. And this SMU team can play ball they have two losses on the year they really can score some points the over and under 65 i like that over i really like that over cincinnati at 11 and a half is suspect to me i'm not going to put any lock on this i have cincinnati covering but this is going to be a close game yeah i'll probably be on cincinnati here i've been off them the last couple weeks uh even though they're one of the teams i bet on every week just because they haven't been covering uh, the spreads kind of dip down to the point that I like it. SMU can play football. You're right. They're good. But uh, I think Cincinnati will win this game by two touchdowns. And Tanner, just to give a shout-out to Tanner Mordecai of, of SMU, I mean, 3,200 passing yards, 37 touchdowns. This guy's balling out. Um, yep. I'm going to go back to what I said last week. Um, Joey, I, I know you weren't here. But I said if Jerome Ford plays ball, this team plays ball. 
Jerome Ford, we haven't really been seeing him be as active, but when he's active, they're winning really, they're moving the ball really well. They're scoring a lot of points. So Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, those two working together, create some offense. You're going to be just fine against SMU. Uh, yeah. Michigan against Maryland. I I think Michigan should win this ball game. It's at Maryland. They're fifteen and a half. They're fifteen favorite. Uh, I don't want to put. I don't want to put anything on this one. But Michigan should win this ball game. And another one of those teams where they they kind of have to beat the hell out of Maryland just to show everyone, hey, we can compete too. Because ultimately, it's all going to come down to them in Ohio State. I can't wait for that matchup, and I need Michigan to remain a one loss team going into that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Michigan. I don't like the points just because I think they might be looking ahead a little bit. This is one where they, you know, they're going to come out a little slow, but they'll take care of business. Uh, I, I've been shouting out this team every week since they caught my attention. Uh, UTSA uh, taking on UAB. They had a little bit of a scare last week against Southern Miss where Frank Gore's kid for Southern Miss, Frank Gore Jr., pretty much was the entire offense for for the Eagles and they kept it close. Ultimately they did lose the game, but UTSA has been one of those really interesting stories. Who would have had UTSA on their radar at the start of the year? I, I, I don't even see alumni saying that or students, but they've been catching my eye. I want them to finish strong the rest of the year. They're probably going to play some mid-level bowl game uh, when is when all is said and done, but I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, they caught my attention and they've been winning football games. Yeah, undefeated. They're good. That's all I got. <laughs> Frank Harris, been a good quarterback for that team. Uh, see what else we like here. Uh, just just, just because I think this will actually be a very good football game, Baylor with their upset win over Oklahoma last week. They're on the road traveling to Manhattan. Kansas against Kansas State, where Kansas is favored by one, and it's a home game. Oh, I, I think Kansas can win this football game. That's a rat line. It's a rat line. It, it's such a – It's maybe I'm bait jumping – maybe I'm trying to grab the bait, but I think Kansas can win this football game. No, it, they want you to bet on Baylor with that line. Be a, uh, there, there's no reason they should be – or yeah, there's no reason they should be favored. So <laughs> it would tell you that uh, they want you to bet on Baylor, so bet on Kansas State. That's what you would normally want to do. But, man, it's just fishy. It's fishy. Like you gotta bet on Baylor, right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, seeing that made me immediately think, and also it being at Kansas State, which is actually a pretty tough place to play at, Bill Snyder Stadium. I keep wanting to say, "May he rest in peace," but he's still alive. R.I.P. A Robert killed him a while ago. <laughs> hey, speaking of Robert, welcome in. Hey guys. You. Hey guys. Not a law student. I'm just in a bar course now. I, I graduated the law. Now well, taking. I guess law. that's not true. We're always, we always have, we're always law students because we do like ongoing, ongoing classes and stuff. If you if you mess up in court, sometimes you get, you get uh, mandated. <laughs> class. So just get you caught up. I'm not sure how much you've heard, but we just covered the Kansas State. And Baylor game, it's suspect, but I think Kansas can make that spread. I'm not locking it in, though. I've only burned one lock, and it was Wake Forest Clemson. Joey and I both burned our first locks. And then following that, we have Wake Forest winning. Can I, take a, can I take a look at that Wake game, see if I want to burn a lock? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and I'm just getting you caught up on what we've really discussed, and we can go back to discuss any of the things that you want to get into real quick. But Oklahoma and Iowa State, we think that Oklahoma's going to win. But Joey decided to burn his other lock on that game. And then I think I went from there. Oh, Cincinnati SMU. We both like Cincinnati, Michigan, just a quick glance over on that game. And then I mentioned my recent love affair of UTSA. And then we just discussed Kansas state Baylor. So that's about it. We didn't talk about that. You talk about last week at all. Sorry about we did. Oh, we did last week. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. Joey, Joey pretty much took the entire time discussing his Florida state victory. Well, I wanted to talk about it too because it came down to the wire. As a that is a rivalry game, that was a good game. FSU won. They're on a hot streak. I'm nervous. It 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 was an all time FSU Miami game, but it, they're not all time teams. But just the way it went mm-hmm. was an all time all time. And, and 
while Joey was super excited about Florida State, I was just tearing up Florida. And they're good. Just, you don't just that I, defense, man. Since you got your opportunity to do it, it's the de- so it obviously it wasn't the coordinator, or maybe it was a little bit of the coordinator, but it's the players. Like Dan Mullen was saying, at some point you got to make a play. Dan Mullen's uh, expertise is offense. Offense put up 70 points. And you're playing an FCS team, and they put up 50 to, they, they put up 52 points, which I think tied the all-time record for FBS team team points against a, a Division one team. They tied the record or broke the record. It, so is he fired, Robert? Is Dan Mullen going to get fired? I no, because what we're saying. Remember what we said about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Who are you going to get? And Dan Mullen just got an extension. I don't think money's an issue for the University of Florida, but I, I, at this point, it's the players. And I sat there and watched on one of the scrambles by by a quarterback who's like kind of fast, but he's not like outrageous for um for Samford. Uh, I watched a guy bail because he saw the quarterback scramble and he, he went and took a receiver who was running behind him who was already taken up, and then the quarterback just wa- walked in the end zone. It's like I think they are playing too much zone. They're thinking about, thinking about it too much. I think they need a man up. If you got better athletes, just man up. Yeah, yeah but, but my, my point to Davis was Dan Mullen's not a recruiter. Their Calvary's not coming this year, and there's a chance it's not coming next year either. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, they are – I think they were like number 22, and then we had a couple decommits to 23. But they're still three-star athletes on the on the squad. They're still four- and five-star athletes on the squad. It's like they have the athletes, and and I think, I think the defensive philosophy just has to change. I've been upset for years with them playing off coverage against teams like Alabama and Georgia who run the ball often. I don't mind the three four defense. I mind I mind the the missed assignment. Missed tackling is really bad on the defense right now. What do you think about FSU being the uh, most stable uh, program in the in the state besides UWF? I don't. Well, UWF is definitely the most stable program in the state. I, um, I don't think you could even call them stable yet. Like uh-huh. I I really don't uh-huh. think so. They're on a hot streak. They they're, they're Probably the hot no. Besides UWF, they're the hottest team in <laughs> in the state of Florida right now. Um, but you got to go to Boston College at 11 a.m. this Saturday. It's gonna be cold. It's in Boston. What hey, a transition! You want you want to dive into that one? What a transition! Why not? Yeah. Uh, uh, but but before before you do, I am gonna use that lock on on the Wake Forest game. Wake Forest is gonna win. Hell yeah! All right, Ching. All right, so we've each used a lock on that. Joey has one left. Uh, Robert and I both just used our first ones. All right, so diving into the Florida State-Boston College game, we, we've we been teasing this one because I can tell we're really excited to dive in this one. Uh, Joey, I know you have thoughts. Go ahead and lead it off. Yeah, the cool part about this game is the big, huge moment that Jordan Travis had last week. He's really, since he got put in, uh, came in in that Syracuse game, started that Syracuse game, has had a really strong second half of the season. Um, and this is where it all started for him. Two years ago, Willie Taggart gets fired the week before. He hadn't played a single snap all season. Odell Haggins goes to Ken- Kendall Browse and says, use this kid. He gets one- his first snap in his career at FSU, and it's a 20-yard touchdown. And then he runs for 60 yards later in the game, and FSU wins that Boston College game. Um, so he talked about that this week, how special this place is, just because – they gave him a chance. How special Odell is because they gave him a chance. This is going to be a tough game. Uh, Boston College got their guy back, the quarterback. Uh, they were not very uh, – Dennis uh, – I, I don't know how you say it, Grossel or something. They looked like he might be out for the season. He was able to come back. He, their, their offense has been humming. This is when I was saying Boston College is a problem. Boston College is a problem. We skipped over their game last week. I had them um, against Georgia Tech. They were an underdog. This is going to be a tough, hard-nosed football uh, game. It's going to be it, – it, it's a good thing that FSU's defensive line is so stout. 
that's the best part of their team. Like the entire team is that defensive line with Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas and Malcolm Ray and Fabian Lovett. Um, so they're going to be able to stop the run. Uh, they got to be able to put pressure on uh, Grossel, Grossel. Still no idea how to say that. I'll mute the announcers. So I won't learn how to say it this weekend. Um, but it, it's going to come down to Jordan Travis. Uh, can he use that arm that, that he somehow found at the end of the Miami game? Are they going to be able to run the ball? Um, it's going to be a close game. I, I don't think e- either way is going to be a blowout. So I, I'm excited for it. I think FSU wins this game. I think they win too. Um, I in the early going in the season, I was really high on Boston College and low on Florida State. I've switched. I think Florida State right now is a better team. They've bought into the Mike Norvell offense. Jordan Travis, like you said, is playing really well. And Boston College has struggled as of late. They just had that win against Georgia Tech, but other than that, they they fell to Clemson, NC State, and Louisville. And but again, Boston, a lot of those games they didn't have their quarterback in the in those games. They got him back now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say Florida State. I think that's a good momentum win. I hope they can take them to Boston and try and get this game because they need it. You know, they, they need to win this ball game, and then you go against Florida next week. Then that's that's an opportunity for a bowl game. And Florida's looked the way that they looked. I I know we're going to dive into it deeper when we get there, but it's it, it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. Uh, to say right. there's literally nothing to do but play games in VR. Davis, what are we doing? Yeah, see, I'm back. See, it's not. It's never a show that goes by where I don't have some piece of audio playing randomly on my damn computer. Goodness, good. It's the grief. autoplay. It's the autoplay when you open up a website. I hate that. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was Florida State, Boston College. Each of us have uh, Florida State winning that ball game. Other games that are worth pointing out uh, on the West Coast, number three, Oregon, taking on number 23, Utah. Utah is 7-3, and three, playing really good football as of late. Uh, by the way, Anthony Brown of Oregon, a former Boston College quarterback. I completely forgot about that, and he's been playing pretty good for Oregon. He's been doing a lot more running uh, than he has passing, but Oregon <laughs> – Utah is favored to win this ball game, and and I see exactly why. Uh, You know, this is a game that Oregon should have won last year, and they lost to Utah. They blew away. uh, I think it was two years ago. They blew away their chances to make it into the playoff because they dropped to Utah. So uh, I, I, uh, I think Oregon can do a little bit better. They're a pretty decent team. I'm going to take Oregon in this ball game, but not locking it in. Yeah, this is a rat line. It's the exact same thing we were talking about in that Kansas State game, but I have the opposite opinion how I thought um, Baylor's going to win that one. Oregon's a fraud to me. They have not looked good except for that one game against Ohio State when Ohio State wasn't playing uh, that well. I think the committee's looking for an excuse to get Oregon out of the rankings, and they're going to get one here. Um, this line is telling you to take Oregon. It's the number three team as a three-point underdog. Uh, obviously, pick Oregon. I'm going Utah. Lock it in. Locking it in? Lock it in. Plus all right. Utah. Or that's minus three Utah. That's all three locks you've used so far. So Utah and Oregon. Mm-hmm. I am also going to lock it in. Utah. I got Utah winning this game. Um, I have not been impressed with Oregon since that Ohio State win. I'm on the exact same page Joey's in. Open the book. Oregon beats Ohio State. Flip the page. Locking uh, Utah. That's it. All right. So that's two. <laughs> Verbal meme. <laughs> All right. So two for you. You get my kid to call Yo. you dad. Turn right, the page. The- I don't want to spend much time on this game, but Florida's taking on Missouri at Mizzou. Uh, Florida is favored to win by eight and a half. I don't lock anything in involving Florida, but I'm taking Missouri. Yeah, Absolutely. And Tyler Batty, by the way, ran for over 200 yards last week. I'm not even going to talk about it. So Didn't Missouri beat South Carolina? Doesn't matter. Well, um, South Carolina beat the shit out of Florida. With a new quarterback. So that's that's kind of the same thing you were talking about. Like The quarterback who played against Florida for South Carolina, significantly better than the other two quarterbacks that played for South Carolina. I'm pretty Carolina sure Missouri played South Carolina last week. Yeah, and they beat South Carolina last week. Mm. I think you're right. Not looking good. It's not looking good. Um yeah, I I have a bad feeling that Missouri is going to win. 
and that would put God, Florida. That'd be phenomenal. That would put Florida. What are we five and five right now? So that would put the FSU game. Oh being, no! Being the the bowl game for possibly both teams. Oh no! Oh wow! So that game would matter. I if mean, Florida it it kind of does. It doesn't. Florida State wins that game matters. It kind of de- it kind of does for like the optics of the six. You know, the six wins you get the bowl game, but they've been letting five and seven teams in bowl games but for the last it all three or four years. On your, uh, your APR, which is something to academic academic. It's FSU the University of Florida. They got they got a good GPA. Does their athlete? Do their athletes have it? Yeah, they they actually do. I know FSU has it because they've been Dan talking Molle, about it. Dan Molle even brought it up in the press conference. He was like, "Hey, I mean, we could also get into a bowl game with academics." So he's already laying the foundation for just oh, a no. Just he a wants bad season. season. Yeah. All right, moving on from that game. Florida sucks. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas. This actually could be a decent game with number two Alabama, nine and one. They're nope. twenty-one point favorite at home against Arkansas. Arkansas. You know what? I think it depends on how you want to look at last week's win over LSU. Uh, <laughs> at twenty-one points, I think Alabama will go ahead and cover that, and I'm locking it in. Uh, it's possibly sus- suspect, but I'm going to go ahead and burn a lock anyways. Alabama is going to win this ball game more than twenty-one points. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's suspect at all. I think Arkansas is a fraud. I think last week they just didn't have anyone up to put them, anyone to put it twenty five. So they threw Arkansas in, and they beat a bad LSU team, and they moved them to twenty one. Arkansas shouldn't be ranked. They they had a couple good games. They they beat Texas. Texas stinks. We just already talked about them losing to Kansas. Um, Alabama's going to blow this team out, and if they Texas don't, A&M. Says, Arkansas beat Texas and Texas A and M. Did they beat AM too? AM mm-hmm. stinks. Mm-hmm. AM uh, beat Alabama. What are you doing? Yeah, well, if Alabama doesn't blow out Arkansas by at least 21, it says more about Alabama than it does Arkansas. How so. about you blow Alabama, dude? How about you blow Alabama? Robert doesn't host and he's coming out with blow jokes. I mean, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> the one person watching on Twitch needs some action. I, I hope it's the same guy. I hope it's the same guy as last week. I don't know who you are, but you need to hop in the chat. Identify yourself. We got a fan. He might. Be, he's probably one of the my six subscribers on Twitch. What do you stream on Twitch? We streamed. I mean, I was streaming video games, and I so because originally the Higher Frequency Podcast Network is supposed to be a media based like company, and I want to put out blogs and blogs and stream video games i set up the functional alcoholics twitch channel for anyone who wanted to yeah joey that's your name yeah because we were thinking about making that switch so i set up the twitch channel for anyone on the network who wants to stream video games because you all have passwords to everything so that's how generous i am um I was streaming some video games on there. I was doing the college football game of the week on NCAA 14, the college football revamped mod. So that was pretty cool. Um, haven't done that in a while. But now we're streaming the show on Twitch because we stream everywhere. We stream to all the platforms we have now. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. I still like that name. I still like Functional Alcoholic. So we're, we can we can make Here's it. Here's one. Ours. Yeah. All right, so we were talking about Alabama, Arkansas. Robert, do you have any thoughts on that game, or did you already share? Um, blow me, Alabama. I don't fucking care. Like two thirty, CBS at Alabama. Brian Denny's gonna be walking like rocket. If Arkansas wins, I'm going to lose my shit because I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they do, and I think they have the capability to. But they have to play really, really good, and then Alabama has to make mistakes. Yeah, they need to make a lot of them because Arkansas, mm-hmm. they're, I, they're not going to score the points. They're, I don't think they're going to score the points. Maybe early, but Alabama's going to adjust. All right, uh, I, I got to ask this question. This game, I would normally never talk about it, but is New Mexico State, like, super broke and they need to have SEC money come rolling in? Because this is two weeks in a row they're traveling into the SEC and playing at an SEC school. This time, not getting punished as much because they had Alabama last week. This week, they get Kentucky. But that is rough. That is rough for the players that two weeks in a row, they're shipped off to an SEC school. I don't think they need the money. I think they're getting the money, so they're probably rich. 
But that's just it. It's like, do they need the money that bad to where they they just know we're about to get two blowout losses in a row? And we're one and nine anyways. We're already struggling. But, you know, whatever. Let's just That's a million. That's a million dollars right there. And you got to have like a team like, hey, you're going to play Alabama, so you're going to take that beating. And then you have a second team like, hey, you're going to go play Kentucky. You're going to take that beating. Because you can't send out the same players two weeks in a row. I'm sorry, but I – you know what? These players can get paid now. We need to be giving them like a hundred bucks or something. Just, just like I'm sorry, money. Like, <laughs> go, go take it to the bar or the strip club, wherever, wherever these college kids do. It's not how the market works, Davis. <laughs> You're gonna get money if they get money. So- All right, I'm diving into this game. Uh, Pittsburgh, Virginia. Pittsburgh, I mean, I think all of us are jumping on the Pittsburgh train right now. Mainly I've been on it. I've been on it. train right now. Uh, Virginia, they lost last week against Notre Dame, and they were they actually were more disappointing than I thought they would be. I thought they were going to play them better. But Pittsburgh at home, I mean, come on, give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's a question whether Armstrong is going to play for uh, Virginia. If uh, he doesn't play, then minus 14 and a half is a gift. Um, I'm I'm not sure what the optics are on whether he will or not, but I think it, I think Pittsburgh covers minus fourteen and a half anyway. They're at the point in the season where they got to start beating teams uh, by a lot, uh, partially mostly for Kenny Pickett's uh, Heisman campaign. They're not playing for the playoff, but uh, yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh a lot. I think they're a good team. Pickett's going to put up three fifty and three touchdowns because that's what he does every week. So. Is he a senior? I don't think so because of COVID, but he's going to the draft. Damn it, because I, I really want um, a soundbite from South Park. Just Kenny. Kenny. I just want to put that, and I want to be able to do it all next season, but I guess I won't. Let me look it up. I'm, looking I'm, at I, I'm pretty I'm sure honest. he's a senior. Or, like, by status. Well, he's going to go to the draft anyway. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. ESPN classifies him as a senior. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah, I got Pitt winning this one too, especially if Armstrong's not playing. Um, if Armstrong does play, though, it'll be a good quarterback game. It'll be, I mean, I don't know. He did great talent. Pretty shitty last week. Well, he's got to look at the team. He's got. I think Armstrong's a good quarterback. He's been good all season. Last week, not so much. Um, Notre Dame, a higher caliber team than than a lot of teams they've played this this year too. Not in Pittsburgh. I'd take I'd pay, take Pittsburgh over Notre Dame they played. All right, and are there any other like bigger games? I, I, the biggest game that we're going to get into is going to be Ohio State Michigan State. But are there are there any other games that I'm not seeing? In fact, my my screen went away, so I'm trying to get it back up. Are there any games before we dive into that one? A lower tier game, but I like Liberty uh, Louisiana. Um, Liberty is favored, even though Louisiana is uh, ranked. Uh, I, I like Liberty minus three and a half. Their defense is very good. They're a well-coached team with Hugh Freeze. Um, I think that's actually going to be a fun game to watch. So hey, I, I'd lock it in if it was a bigger tier game, but that's actually my most confident uh, game of the week. So, mm-hmm. um, Just good old Big East rivalry, Virginia Tech at Miami. Always like watching that game. Miami's favorite minus eight. Uh, coming off the loss to Florida State, I think Miami gets the win. Newly uh, fired. Or newly head coachless for Virginia Tech. Fired Justin Fuente. Wow. And I like Justin Fuente. Yeah. But, you know. Sometimes um, she goes, sometimes she don't. Also, UCLA at USC, the pageantry involved. They're starting Jackson Dart at quarterback, USC. First career start for that guy. Uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska, just throwing that out there. That was, Nebraska is like the best three-win team, I think. I don't there. think so. I, I mean, the, yeah, they only have three wins. They're not making it to a bowl game. They're sticking with Scott Frost for at least another season. But Wisconsin, they fired all of his coaches, but they're sticking with Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like let him let they believe in him. Do, do we know why they his coaching they, staff? Do we know why the Cal Cal USC game was postponed last week? COVID. I would say COVID. It was definitely COVID. Now, that's was like it? the only reason why you cancel a game nowadays. Right. Due to COVID nineteen cases among Golden Bears, mm. so the because it's because it's Cal Berkeley, right? Like I, the team, which has a ninety nine percent vaccination rate amongst players, 
experience additional positive COVID cases. That's a different podcast, Robert. Fuck, fuck this whole thing. Fuck this whole thing. Like, are you kidding me? Okay. Join the Luchadors of Liberty podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I like Wisconsin, Lee. by the way. Oh, yeah, Wisconsin. I have it, Wisconsin. All right. Can we Gabe talk about Lee. Wisconsin real quick? Sorry, sorry. Can sure, we talk sure, sure. About them? No, we can't. Like, they have been on a roll since the fourth they game. They started of the off one and three, yeah. They're on a tear. They've won six games in a row now, including against um, a former top five Iowa team. I was not playing as good as they did in the beginning of the season either, but Wisconsin is playing some of the best football in the Big Ten. They make it to the Big Ten championship. Watch out, Ohio State. When Wisconsin can run the football, you can't beat them. And when those losses early in the season, that's just not what they did. So – um, I think they run the football in Nebraska here. I don't think they're the, they have a chance to make it to the Big Ten Championship. I don't think they have any chance of beating Michigan or Ohio State. So, so you just said Michigan, or you mentioned Ohio State. We'll see Ohio State and Michigan next week. But first, they have to go through Michigan State. It is a home game. Both teams coming in with identical nine and one records, but Ohio State's super favorite at nineteen. Uh, over and under, 68 and a half. A part of me thinks take the under, and a whole lot of me says Michigan State is going to cover, despite losing. Ohio State's going to win this ballgame. We're going to have a nine and we're going to have a 10 and one matchup against Michigan. But first, Michigan State's going to give them a little bit of a run for their money. They're going to cover the spread, and I'm locking it in using my final lock on Michigan State covering the spread. I would also add take the under, and Ohio State's going to win the ballgame. I completely disagree with you about that under. I, I love the over here. Uh, Michigan put up 40 points last week in their, their biggest game so far this season against Michigan. They put up 36, I think. Uh, 30. And then Ohio – yeah. 33, 37, 37, 37. Okay, well, fuck you. I was closer. Um, Ohio State has no, – you, no you went over. You went over. This price is right rule. You went over. I said 36, bitch. You, it was 37. Okay, yeah, that's right. I thought you said four. Yeah, shut your mouth. Four. Um, <laughs> uh, you want to go there? Do you want to go there? <laughs> yeah, I just did, actually. Oh, so you want to let me talk, or you just want to keep it? I will drive over there before the end of this podcast. You're in fucking – where are you at? You, you in Orlando? Drive up here, bitch. No, I'm at my house. Okay, well, come on. I will. You want to stay on the, you want to stay on the air? Yeah, yeah, get in your car <laughs> right now. <laughs> and I'll finish my fucking thought while you're driving over here or you, so you keep interrupting me. Thought. Uh, thought. Okay. Um, Ohio State gave up – there was like 80 or 90 points in their game last week. They really don't have a defense. They're going to score 50 points in this game, I think, themselves. And I think Michigan State probably puts up, I don't know, 25. Ohio State wins. I can't pick the right side of Ohio State this year. I just haven't been on. Yeah, I bet against them. I lose. I bet it on them. I lose. So uh, I'm going to stay off of that. I'm going to say over. I think Ohio State wins. I think they cover, but I'm not betting them. Mm, I go to Ohio State winning this game. Michigan State disappointed me with Purdue. And also they got lucky against Michigan uh, with the last-minute fumble by um, – Cade McNamara, I think, is the quarterback. Is that the quarterback yeah, for Michigan? Yeah. Michigan? Fumbled the ball. They, they recovered it, scored points for there, and took the lead late in the ballgame. Um, I don't even want to use a lock on this, so I'm like desperately trying to find a game to use a lock on for my last lock. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll, I'll use a lock on this. I'll go opposite. I'm going to say under just to be controversial. I'm going to lock in the under on this game. Terrible. I like it. I like it. We have a smart man right here. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. All signs are pointing to the over. Ohio State's been rolling on offense. Michigan State is trash. actually scores points. I don't even know if their defense is trash. Is their defense is. trash? They got 30-something to Purdue. I mean, Purdue was playing good football. Meh. Meh. Yes, I, don't I, completely, I completely dropped the ball with that Purdue game. I, I just thought they were going to play so much better and – Nope. I, so, I did too. I think I think I missed out on, 
I think I missed that one. I think it'll be I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. Anyways, yeah. Robert, so happy you were able to join for the amount of time you were able to join before I'm we not. uploading this podcast. Fuck off, Joey. Uh for <laughs> uh, okay, how's the studying going, by the way? So um I set the start date for like my assignments and stuff for Monday. Today I dove into like the introduction videos. Um, so today was kind of an easy day. I planned it out to where I do eight to ten hours a day, and I'm kind of done by eight eight o'clock, eight thirty. So sometimes I might be able to hop on. That you know that'd be nice. I I don't think I don't think it will take too much. But what I'm gonna do is if I don't do the hours then I'm not going to hop on. So I have to do the hours. Today I got all the all the assignments done, so more than happy to chop it up with with you, Davis. Joey? What? You want to trade me in fantasy football? You want to trade me somebody? Dude, I know you want I know you want Madison. He's I've been handcuffing him all season long. Let me give me like someone for him before the playoffs start and then you get screwed cuz Dalvin Cook inevitably is going to get hurt. No. I refuse. Okay. I'm not giving you any of my running backs either. Robert tried to trade me. Uh, he wanted to give me a tight end for like a top 20 running back in fantasy football. Like, I was I giving you, I was giving you Dalton Schultz, who at the time was like. The I have three. two good tight ends already. No, you, you don't. only need one tight end. Your tight end sucks. I I never trade in fantasy. I just roll with the team I have, or I roll with free agency. I Davis, never go through someone else's team and is like, oh, I want them. I'm definitely going to say this because the statute of limitations have run. I think one of the years I won the fantasy football championship in our fraternity league, Davis and I colluded so hard. Davis gave me all of his good players and then completely quit the league. Oh, yeah. This was, this was like the up. one year I did the ATO league. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I was, I was like in four other leagues and I wasn't paying attention to any of them. Mm-hmm. I'm a one league guy. I'm going to put this out there too. Um, I want to do a no holds bars year. I think we should have one year where you can collude, you can pay people for players. Of course you do, because you're Captain Collude. No, I am not Captain Collude. You you're guys Captain are, Collude. You guys are anti, anti, um, Jones and pay, Jones ball firm. Paying people for players. Yeah, we're anti that, Robert. I don't pay right. people. I never pay. We gotten off the rails already. It's okay. We're at the end of the podcast. We decided to dive into a little bit of fantasy football. Maybe that's another podcast for another time. But in the meantime, uh, as always, always doing good doing this podcast with you. It's kind of weird playing host, but happy that we were able to do this podcast today. Enjoy your football. Get your bets in. I hope you have a great week. Like and subscribe. <laughs> God, see when I did okay. So when I hosted my own radio show, I never had to say like and subscribe. So I'm having to get used to that. That's because it goes out over the radio wave, and you just listen. But you have to ask people to subscribe, otherwise, no one's watching. Don't subscribe. Don't subscribe. Yeah, look, no, like, like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. Um, if you're so inclined, go to higherfrequencypodcast.com, and once I get all that amped up, you'll get like notifications from podcasts and blogs and stuff. Um, like David said earlier, I'm going dark for about three months anyway. So I'm just happy we got we got a podcast done this week. I was actually you guys just stop listening so they'll stop interrupting my Wednesday nights. So Oh I'm sorry, interrupting you. You could Wednesday do it watching if we did football. it on if we did it on Sunday nights or even Saturdays, I would be so happy. Ah. You definitely got a crack in your phone after that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm getting out of here. It's getting late. All right. Peace.